Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the 2024 presidential race and has endorsed Donald Trump. He quit ahead of the Republican primary election in New Hampshire, where he was polling in the single digits. So Mr. Trump, Donald Trump, is still left, and so is Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina. So what's this all mean? Joining me now is Reggie Cicchini, Global News Washington correspondent. Reggie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this weekend. What does Mr. DeSantis's uh, departure mean for the race? Well, it means that uh, the support that was piling up beneath him is likely going to go to Donald Trump. And that's because in this kind of direct-to-video announcement that Ron DeSantis made, uh, he gave his endorsement to Donald Trump within seconds uh, of leaving the race. And it kind of sends that signal to those that were supporting him to fall in line under Donald Trump. Some may choose to go towards Nikki Haley, but secondly, what does this do to Nikki Haley? It potentially makes it more difficult for her to close that gap with Donald Trump because he may now get more support that he wouldn't have had uh, had Ron DeSantis stayed in. What, uh, in your assessment, as you follow this very closely, uh, how would you describe the last year for Mr. DeSantis in regards to uh, his campaign, it almost seemed like he just couldn't get it into the next gear in regards to support and reaching out to people. He didn't seem to connect for that core Republican voter. Yeah, and well, look, he did at first. Uh, he came out incredibly strong, and polls throughout 2023 actually had him at a significant advantage uh, when uh, Iowa was looked at and when New Hampshire was looked at. But most political experts were saying, look, Ron DeSantis is peaking too early. And then Following that, we saw fighting within the DeSantis campaign. We saw departures from within the DeSantis campaign. And then in the lead up to Iowa, when it looked like the numbers were potentially getting better for Nikki Haley, we saw a messaging shift from Ron DeSantis, where all of a sudden, instead of lining up with and pretending to not be critical of Donald Trump, the clause came out and he did what he could to attack Trump without disenfranchising himself from the base. It, it, it didn't work for him because it turned some Trump voters off, uh, or at least some voters off of him and back towards uh, Donald Trump. So there was messaging issues. There was uh, there was fighting issues in his campaign. He was losing donors. So this was a money issue as well. He peaked early. He flamed out incredibly hard, uh, and that's you know that that's evident now. The fact that he dropped out before the second contest. Mm. Uh, could Donald Trump, because of uh, his strong showing in Iowa and still uh, strong showing uh, in New Hampshire? Could uh, Donald Trump have all this sewn up by Super Tuesday? It's very possible. Uh, I mean, look, Donald Trump, uh, if he comes out on Tuesday with uh, with an incredibly large lead over Nikki Haley, um, you know, it, it leaves her in a position of either having to bow out before the next race, which is South Carolina at the end of February, which is her home state. And if she bows out before then, this essentially is Donald Trump's race to lose. If she stays in the race, tries to build on some momentum, especially if she has finds herself in a position on Tuesday um, with closer margins to Trump. This could make it more difficult for Trump to get through South Carolina with, you know, the big numbers that he's hoping for. But realistically, I mean, you know, Donald Trump would have to have something significant happen to to the support that's in his um, foundation to, to, to lose this, because even if Nikki Haley does well here, Jazz, on Tuesday, the polls get more difficult for her, the states get more conservative, and it becomes more difficult for her to win anything beyond New Hampshire. So, so this really is Trump's race. Uh, many people have uh, talked about this particular race as Trumpism versus traditional 
republicanism. Uh, Ms. Haley, in some of her speeches, has talked about wherever Donald Trump goes, there's just chaos. Uh, and she often uh, points to probably a year-old poll showing that, you know, she would have a much better chance in a general election against Joe Biden than Donald Trump would. Uh, why do you think there's this underlying strong support for Mr. Trump from the base, uh, yet polls have shown that um, he's still going to have a tough time in the general election uh, with Joe Biden? Well, I mean, it comes down to what we saw in 2020. Uh, I mean, look, Donald Trump ran uh, a successful campaign. He ran uh, with having strong support from within the most conservative and the kind of moderately conservative factions within the base, but he still came up short uh, in the general election. And sure, polls are showing right now that maybe Biden is weaker as a candidate, but Donald Trump can find himself in some polls, you know, being the same candidate who may be just as weak. Realistically here, you know, there is a big conservative part of, of the United States that goes along with what Donald Trump says, and he may be the person who's able to beat out those that are running on a more moderate platform on someone like Nikki Haley. But by the time it gets to the general election, especially if there are more legal issues for Donald Trump or he finds himself caught up into more controversies, it could turn off a central part of the Republican voting base uh, who decides, look, we don't want to go through this again. And if Trump is the only Republican candidate, some of those Republicans may simply sit out and not vote. So more Trumpy Trump and his campaign get, uh, and the more Trumpy some parts of the right wing of the Republican Party get, it turns off other voters. Uh, and, and so, you know, what happens later on this year could eventually benefit Joe Biden. Reggie, as always, thank you for your time today. Thank you.